Today is December 21st, the day of the solstice. Thank God it's winter. That means we're halfway through. Uh, shortest day of the year and all that good stuff. Of the book we are reading is uh, The Rosie Project by Graham Simpson, uh, which was a recommendation of Alan. And um, Alan, you said you looked up some things? Yeah, uh, uh, I'll, I didn't find a whole lot about him, but uh, I'll tell you what I did find out. Uh, uh, Graham Simpson, Simpson uh, S-I-M-S-I-O-N, I believe that's how it's spelled, uh, was born in New Zealand. Uh, I think he lives in Melbourne, Australia now, so he's from that part of the world, uh, which kind of fits the, I think the book is set in Australia. Uh, uh, he's... He really started out as, as an IT kind of guy. I think data modeling, I'm not really sure I know what data modeling is, but I think that's, he's written a couple of books about data modeling, and then he originally wrote The Rosie Project as a screenplay and then, then turned it into a novel. Uh, I think he may have written a couple of short stories as well, but that that's about, uh, this is really his first uh, effort into 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 novels. And uh, he's got a sequel that's coming out. It's going to be out, uh, released on Audible on December 30th called The Rosie Effect. So it's a sequel to this book. Uh, that is about all I know about him. I, I tried to find his, uh, his birthday, but apparently he's, he seems to be protecting that information. The, the only thing I did find that something that said that he started writing the Rosie Project when he was 50, so I don't know if that's accurate or not. I think I read something else that said he started writing the book around 2007, 2008, so he's, he's about my age, I guess. It's, I would put him about 57, 58, if you can take all that stuff for fact. I, I don't know if you can or not, but uh, that, that's about all I could find out about his age. Uh, I found a, a pretty good, it's like a 10-minute interview. It looked like somebody from Australia or, or New Zealand maybe was interviewing him about the Rosie Project, and it was it was a it was a pretty interesting uh, interview. Uh, they were just asking him questions about the book and such. Uh, and I'm trying to think. That's uh, that's about all. There was a he's got a website I think that's got his own name, where he's got some factoids about himself. Uh, and <laughs> I swear the only one thing that sticks in my mind is the one thing he doesn't like people to talk about. Apparently one time he did a talk, and it must have been a dry subject, so he, he was dressed as a duck uh, when he was doing the talk. So apparently that's the one thing that he always gets asked about. So, uh, And, of course, that's the one thing that stuck out in my mind, that uh, of, of the factoids about him. But uh, anyway, that that's about all I found out about him, uh, uh, like I said. Uh, I, I liked this book. I'll, I'll, I'll go later, but uh, to answer Joseph's question, this is characterized as a romantic comedy, I would say, or a rom-com, as people are calling them nowadays. And uh, uh, I, I, I liked it because it was very. It reminded me a lot of uh, uh, The Big Bang Theory, which is a, a CBS situation comedy, and. Sheldon Cooper is kind of the main character from that, and this Don Tillman kind of guy kind of reminded me of Sheldon. But anyway, uh, that's the background information I have. I'll let uh, other people talk about the book for uh, for us. Tell my feelings about it. Thanks. Okay, I'll be the one to start. Um, 
I started this book I liked it a little bit and as I was reading uh, I don't know about this book it's okay but I don't know and so I had kind of a love not love-hate relationship with it but a like not like but then different parts of it things would happen and it was funny and um, they were kind of cute Don uh, was so ridiculous and Rosie was so ridiculous and some of the things that they did I mean when they were doing the cocktails I, I just loved that I thought that was the, doing the bartending and the cocktails and he had memorized every cocktail in the book and I mean um, I know a guy with Asperger's and I know that Asperger's has a, a lot of different levels to it but he was doing um, uh, things that this guy that I know with Asperger's does all the time it's like um, something took uh, 97 minutes to do or he was finished with it by uh, uh, 837 or 832 or something like that and um, as I read the book Don got more endearing to me and I liked Rosie I really did like her a lot and um, well the long and short of it is that by the time I finished this book I just absolutely loved it I thought it ended maybe it's because maybe it ended with a oh I was so happy for them they got married and you know everything was going to be good and they found out that they did really love each other and Joseph I'm, I'm sorry if I'm giving you a spoiler for it but um, I'm glad I read it Alan I'm glad that you made me pursue it not that you made me pursue it but you kept saying how good it was and all of a sudden it was it was wonderful and now I'm recommending it to people too so I got converted from a not so sure type of thing to I loved I loved it loved it Joseph left when Alan was still talking um, okay anybody else Everybody else, please. Yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a funny story, um, and uh, I certainly liked the idea of his having a, a dinner menu uh, weekly, so that on Tuesday, on Tuesday you know what you're going to eat, and and on Wednesday you know that it's going to be meatloaf, no matter what week it is, and I. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I could, uh, uh, th that way you don't have to uh, plan ahead. You already know, and you've prepared for it. I like that. Um, and <laughs> I thought the book was uh, pretty funny and uh, not necessarily predictable, although his schedule certainly was. <clears throat> but I guess she managed to change some of that anyway. And... Uh, it uh, it was a it was a pretty funny story. I don't know that I'd read any more uh, by him, and it's one of those books that if it weren't for a book group, I probably wouldn't have read it. But uh, 
But it was uh, it, w- it was a fun read. I would not have picked this book, Alan. Um, I really I would have passed it by. But we know Don. We know him. We we have a friend who who fits that to a T. Um, and I thought it was fun. I thought it was uh, not only the the drinks, but uh, the the different positions he had to learn <laughs> with the skeleton. I mean, come on. Um, it it was just a a book that uh, that made me laugh. Um, I I really thought it was a good book. Uh, now I have this husband who wants these things happening every week the same way. And I am absolutely the opposite. I want surprise. I want, I want to go into the re- the freezer and say, um, "Well, let's see. What am I going to make today?" And that's, and he's yelling, "No! You can probably not hear him." <laughs> Turnabout is fair play, but um, he's like, he probably got a little bit of Asperger's in him. Yeah, I really enjoyed this book. It's a, it's a first funny book I've read in really a long time and I guess I was about due for a funny book um, I'll be interested to see what he does as a sequel I would think this would be pretty hard to, to come up with a sequel with this same type of thing and you know being really practical about this thing with an Asperger's syndrome kind of thing um, if, if that were really true I don't think Rosie could have made the progress with him that she obviously did and to end up marrying him so it'll be interesting to see what he does you know in, in the second book with it um, because it really did kind of end you know just a, a little bit of a flat ending in a way you know there they were and they were married and they're gonna have this baby and, and, um, you know so it just kind of leaves you with it just a happy ending but but nothing spectacular but the clever things that they got or that he got into because of the way he was so determined to have things a certain way no matter what um, of course caused all the problems that they had Um, so thanks a lot Alan I mean this was fun and uh, I think maybe I need to read a funny book more often well, you know, it, it, it was very light, and I know uh, uh, you got to be careful with comedy because we're all unique with what's uh, what's funny to us. But th- this just really appealed to me. I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of reminded me. A little, I, I like British humor a lot, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of that. But I think I must. I, I'm bound to have some Aspergers or autism carrying which I guess we we probably all have some kind of characteristics that uh, and, uh, that make us uh, similar to some of these characters. And, and I know I do because I, I can be really pedantic about stuff and I can be really, I can be exact about times and, and things like that. And not, not nearly to the extent that, that, that Don Tillman was. So I don't, I don't think I'd be uh, classified in, 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 as having Asperger's, but uh, uh there, there was enough about him that I just found humorous, and uh, uh, that, and that scene with the skeleton and the closet and the sexual positions, I, I just about died with that. I, I couldn't, be- <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I thought that was hilarious. And then at the beginning, when when he's at that meeting talking about Asperger's to those kids, and and the woman has a question at the back, and he calls on the fat woman at the back. 
I just uh, uh, I, I could just see him doing that. It was just it was so funny, and uh, and there was just lots of little things like and he just did a really good job of making what I, I consider somebody that has Asperger's to be like and the and the social faux pas and stuff. He did just a good job of seeing the humor in it. I thought, and uh, uh, I, I just found Don Tillman very charming. I can't really say that I'm, I don't know if I'll even read the sequel, because I can't imagine he's going to do anything else with it. Uh, I don't know where else he'd, he'd take it, but uh, it's like anything else. I guess once they find something that people like, there's going to be an inevitable sequel, so we'll we'll see. But uh, uh, I thought, uh, I think Guy Williams did the narration. I thought he was, I thought he did a very good job with it, and uh, uh uh, he just he he had Don down pat and uh, uh, like I said, I thought it was light and refreshing and 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 very funny. So I'm glad I'm glad you know y'all enjoyed it. I don't really know what else we can say about it, but uh, 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 other than the, the the scenes that people found funny, I I just found humor just in Don, just the way he approached stuff and and whenever he said correct when somebody asked him a question and they were right about something he correct he he was just and, and that scene about i remember lost in space when i was a kid and there's a there's a reference to that when he says something about warning warning will robinson uh, that's the he he talked a lot like the robot and lost in space did so i guess i found humor in that too so anyway i won't go on anymore but uh if, if anybody has anything else to say about what they found funny you know i, I don't really know else what else we can say about it well, I don't know that I would read the sequel either, and I probably would not have read it had it not been recommended in this group, but I'm glad I read it. Um, I thought the, um, the positions with the skeleton was hysterical, too, and it was a fun book. It was a funny book, and I don't think I read enough humorous books either, and I, who love humor... Uh, would think that I would read more, but then I, I, I love these true crime, as Mickey and I agree, and Bob too. They're our, really. That's the thing that we just can't get enough of. It's a funny thing about true crime. It's often uh, more bizarre than some of the fictional uh, uh, crime books are. You know, that's why I don't like it and why I don't read it, because I know it's true, and then I really get upset about it. I used to have that problem, too, um, and I still have a problem sort of when there are children involved. When there are adults, somehow I guess I really block out the fact that it's true and read it as a story. And I'm not a suspicious person. I'm not a a, a person who my poor Bob gets frantic with me because I don't always lock the door. You know, little things like that. I'm I don't know why. Maybe I'm a slow learner. Well, I don't always remember to lock my door either. So um, it's just a matter of being a little absent-minded from time to time. Ah, yes. Did anyone find any of the book that they did not like or that didn't ring true? And I, I, I didn't. I mean, as I said, I know this guy. Well, as I said, I, I don't think, you know, the way he was described in the beginning, um, 
I don't think Rosie could have really changed him as much as she did if he were a true Asperger's case. Cause that's, I understand, you know, they just simply don't relate to people. I think it's pretty subjective, too, that some people are will move in different areas a little bit, but it's, um, it was interesting. Um, well, gee, what are we going to discuss about this book now? Well, I'll say, uh, I really didn't like the Gene, the the Gene character. I, I guess they uh, they needed somebody like that in there, but uh, he was a real dick. I mean, I I, I can't I can't imagine why anybody would have would have stayed married to uh, to somebody like that that was that was boldly uh, trying to have sex with women from different parts of the country so he could stick a, a red pen in, in a map and and show that. But uh, uh, I guess he made a good. Uh, uh, I mean, he was like the exact opposite of Don. Don, Don, big into rules and stuff, and so they, uh, uh, they were supposedly best friends and stuff. But uh, uh, I, I really don't like people like that. But uh, 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 like I said, I guess he did make a good counterbalance to Don. Oh. I know another part that I thought was funny is when when they were I like the parts that that took place in New York, but when when they were on the way to New York and and she was asking him what he thought they were going to do while they were in New York, and he was he said like day one the uh, uh, the Museum of Natural History, day two the Museum of Natural History, day three the Museum of Natural History, and then she said hey hey hang on hang on a second I mean wait wait a second and he said well. I won't tell you what I was going to say about day four, but you could probably figure it out. But I, I thought that was kind of funny. But uh, uh, I, I did like the, uh, the uh, you know, she, she was like that exact opposite of, of, of Don. I thought thought that was kind of good because I'm a big romantic at heart, too. So, I mean, I know life doesn't ever work out like that, but, I, you know, I enjoyed those parts of it. And I think Grace, was that her name, the uh, Jean's wife? Whatever her name was, was kind of a foil for him in that she was so good and so so committed to the marriage no matter what that um, I, I think it was just put in there as a, a counter but he she was put in as a counterbalance I think her name was Claudia and yes yeah, she I think she was too but um, I didn't realize it but um, but he he had said that when Jean and Claudia married that he was he that they decided that they wanted to have an open marriage but then she changed her mind but obviously he didn't you're right that was there I, I couldn't deal with that I'm sorry I mean I, it's hard to read it in a book oh yeah you're gonna have a hard hard time dealing with those scheduled that scheduled meal plan that, that Bob seems to, to, to want so uh uh, I guess it's like anything else. We all have to be uh, open about stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I, I never have understood. I mean, I, I guess there are couples that that have those open marriages, but I, I don't know. I, I never have really thought that would be anything. From the little bit I know about women, I, I never have really thought that uh, they would have, would get much out of that. That would seem like something a a man might want to have, but uh, I, I can't imagine any woman want to have such a marriage but hey you know what, what do I know you know I think we're getting back to this um, there seems to be different I don't I don't like the word fad except I don't know a, a different word to use um, these things that happen 
and it's kind of hard for me to look back and, and peg exactly when it was, but I'm going to say 40 years ago at least, there was quite a period there where that's what people wanted, talked about, apparently did, they, they all did it. Um, you know, they all had these open marriages and sometimes, you know, they would wives and husbands swap and that just seemed to be the thing. And, you know, if you were an older generation, you didn't buy into it at all, but if you were that particular generation, that's what you did and then they outgrew it and went on to something else. That's my memory of it. You might be right. You know, it might be, be um, like I'm thinking back 40 years ago when um, that it was a cool thing to do. I always felt that I I wouldn't even if I chose to I wouldn't have the security to do that. Um, but but um, someone did start a rumor back in Wisconsin that I was a member of a that that my husband at the time and I were members of a group and that was <laughs> the farthest thing from the truth and the people who heard it just laughed you know. But it was it was the thing to do. Well, I think this couple wrote a book called Open Marriage, and um, a lot of people read it and went with it. And there was a lot of uh, wife swapping, I guess. Um, and well, it turned out that my sister, uh, a lot of her friends' parents were doing that in the fifties. And that's before, I mean, we were teenagers then. Um, but I remember when this book came out, Open Marriage, uh, this couple was really in favor of it. And then the next thing you heard was that they got a divorce. And um, just, uh, I just think it's just the thought of it is just really creepy to me. I would not want to participate in that. Yeah, uh, uh, y'all were saying 40 years ago. I, it sounds like something that would have happened in the 70s based on, well, I guess the sexual re revolution was like in, in the 60s, wasn't it? And so the, the 70s sounds about like the, the time frame that would have gone with that. And that that's interesting that it was <laughs> that it was called wife, wife swapping because, uh, like I said, I think it's the things that the, that, the, that the male of the species seems to want to do. And, uh, uh, it, it, it's not partner swapping or spouse swapping. It's it, it's wife swapping. So it's it sounds like something the, the, uh, another label that the guys would have come up with. So yeah, that figures. But uh, I, I I guess it's good that that the, the time seems to have run on that. So I can't imagine uh, that kind of thing uh, having very long legs. But hey, wh what do I know? I've always been kind of a square. But uh, anyway, but. Uh, so, well, uh, you know, I don't know. There, there's not a whole lot left to talk about the the, the Rosie project. I don't think it was, it was pretty light, and there's not a lot of us here, and we all we all kind of liked it. But uh, uh, do y'all want to talk about next month's book, Mickey? Were we going to do the the day of the day of the Triffids? Is that what we had decided on, or or, or not, or, or is it time to talk about that yet? It, you're reading my mind. That's a good start to next month. Um, we're going to be doing the Day of the Triffids by whoever wrote it. Uh, <laughs> um, Alan gave me his um, wish list that he has on Bard, and if anyone else wants to do that, um, we'll you know put 
put them into, um, uh, I have them in a file that we can choose from um, if we'd like. Uh, just any suggestions would be good. Um, but yeah, we did decide that it would be Day of the Triffids. And Alan, if you know the name of the uh, the author, that would be good. And Vicki uh, will try to come when she can, but she's just overloaded herself. And now she's got flu or, or something. So <laughs> she'll be here when she can. But uh, it's up to Alan and me now. Yeah, uh, the author's name is John Wyndham. It looks like W Y. N-D-H-A-M. It is uh, 7 hours and 43 minutes, and it's read by David Palmer, looks like. It's categorized as sci-fi, science fiction, and the DB number is 33690, so that's got to be one of those where the number like that has been converted from cassette, I would imagine. Uh, I've not read any of it yet. And uh, it has something to do about has something to do about plants, plants and s trying to take over mankind. Maybe I'm not I'm not sure. Sounds a little bit like uh, Little Shop of Horrors. I think it was that that '60s cult film. But uh, uh, maybe y'all can talk a little. I, I, like I said, I haven't read it. I don't know any more about it. But uh, I think Vicky and Bob, maybe y'all y'all know more about it. I. Um read it so long ago I'll have to read it again I think I read it in the late 60's I'm not sure the, I don't remember the publication date and uh, I remember reading it on uh, open reel on reel to reel tape <laughs> before they were doing cassettes but anyway and it might have been on talking book discs too I don't know but um yeah, some uh, pretty scary plants that want to do us in. Two questions. Would you repeat the book number again, please, Alan? And how do you spell triffids? Well, I should have known Johnny would ask me to repeat the book number, and I will do that. It's 33690, and triffids is uh, T-R-I-double-F as in Foxtrot, I-D-S. Yeah, I, I only gave it one F the first time I tried to look it up, but it's T-R-I-F-F-I-D-S. Thank you. You're very welcome. Anytime. Yeah, I know that I'm, I have this thing about book numbers. Maybe that's my version of Asperger's. I wasn't listening. What, what's that, Alan? Was it three? Give me that number again. I was distracted by uh, something. Yeah, I'm sure your wife was probably distracting. It's 33690. 33690. His wife is two rooms away from him, but you heard her yelling when he talked about how he wanted the same food every day. Not every day, once a week. 33690. Got it this time. <laughs> well, my problem is that I'm usually I'm writing it on a braille writer. So the braille writer is making more noise than you are than when you're giving the number. So I missed the last zero because of the braille writer making so much noise. That's why I have a slate and stylus right beside my computer. 
Well, there, there you go. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 that explains it. The, the Braille Rider, the, that makes perfect sense, the, the noisy beast. So, uh, uh, yeah, and I heard, uh, I heard both Bob and Joni yelling, I mean, not Bob and Joni, but Bob and, and uh, Mickey yelling in the background as they were both talking about uh, upcoming food selections and stuff. So, yeah, Don's, uh, Don's uh, 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 pre-scheduled menu, although it, it, it might save a few minutes everywhere, I, I could see where it would save some time. It, it, would, it would get awfully old. Uh, uh, I, I, don't think I, I don't think I could get, could get into the exact same thing every day. Although, like I said, I think I do have some characteristics of him. I, I, I can be bad about... Uh, uh, over scheduling stuff too, so uh, uh, it's good. To, variety is definitely the spice of life. Oh, tell him that. Tell him that for me, please. Tell him that for me. We um, we go into a restaurant and he takes exactly the same food each time. I mean, just no 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 difference. And I guess that since that's the way he is, I need to be the opposite just to shake the world up a tad. I forget what book it was, but there was a story about this guy who, I think his family all plotted to kill him, and he had a lot of money, and he was a miser, and he wouldn't give money to uh, any of his family, and they lived as if they were poverty-stricken. And this guy ate meatloaf sandwiches for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. And all he wanted his wife to do was make sure that there was meatloaf enough in the house so he had enough for sandwiches. And they did end up killing him. Wouldn't you think that, that if someone knew what your plans were, you'd be easy to knock off? Well, I don't go, uh, I don't go that far. Um, you have to, uh, you have to have, uh, uh, if you have two or three meals a day, you certainly don't make them the same. Now, a week from that day, now, that's a different story. But it's just like when you go to work and you get up and you take the same bus every morning. Or in my case, uh, since I played piano at night, if it was a place I could get to on a bus, I would take the same bus at the same time, six nights a week, and you would see the same people that you saw the day before. You know, people who who work the same schedule go through something like that. <laughs> and, I, and I bet Mickey can probably confirm this. Bob, you're going to say, once you found something you like at a restaurant... Why not stick with it? I mean, I mean, you know, you like the thing. So, I mean, I mean, I can, I can certainly see the logic in that. Yeah, once, uh, uh, you know, once they've knocked something out of the park for you, I mean, yeah, yeah, stick with it. But, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I, I can see that. Well, you know, I'm divergent enough. I'm deviant enough, whatever you want to say, <laughs> that when I had to go to school or work or whatever uh, five days a week. Some days I'd take one bus to get, uh, since there were several routes I could take, I would take varying routes just to keep things different, just to keep me on my toes. Um, 
Well, we probably should end this fascinating discussion <laughs> since, since Bob's recording all of this, but we're welcome. we can always keep it going if we want. But uh, our next meeting will be the third Sunday of January. Alan, I hope you have a date. Be uh, what is it, the 21st, maybe? No, that's today. Um, sometime. <laughs> January 18th. Yeah, I'd already looked that up. So uh, I guess it's, it's a little early for, uh, for 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 next month, the 20, 2015. But uh, our next meeting will be January 18th when we'll be discussing the day of the Triffids. And thank you all for, you know, uh, reading the book and uh, for your comments. Uh, I, I'm glad you liked it. I know it was light. And uh, uh, it's <laughs> we're going to the other end of the spectrum next month, it sounds like. So... Uh, I will have to say that I did I did like reading about Asperger's from a comic perspective better than I did the uh, the Jody Picot book House Rules, so uh, uh, the the uh, I did enjoy uh, seeing the comic side uh, the comical side of it. But anyway, I'm headed out. We're going over to my brother's to eat supper. So uh, uh, thanks again, and everybody have a uh, very uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and uh, whatever you celebrate or if you don't uh, enjoy the time so uh, uh, anyway thank you again <laughs>